This is the Education Exchange. I am Paul Peterson, Senior Editor of Education Next. Do charter schools undermine the effectiveness of public schools in their community? A lot of people say they do. The National Education Association flatly proclaims that the growth of charters has undermined local public schools. According to Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, charter schools strain the resources of school districts and leave students behind. But New Jersey Senator Cory Booker has said that when he was mayor of Newark, the charter schools he sponsored helped strengthen the public schools. So who's right? Just what impact do charter schools have on the traditional public schools in the community? A new report from the Manhattan Institute takes a deep dive into this question, unpacking just what happens to the performance of students in district public schools once charter schools arrive on the scene. So I'm very pleased to have with me on the Education Exchange today its author, Marcus Winters, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and an associate professor at Boston University. Marcus, welcome to the Education Exchange. Thanks for having me. Well, Marcus, will you first tell me your bottom line? Do charter schools undermine the performance of public schools within their community? So our bottom line here is that um, when we look over a long period of time and look at the later outcomes of schools or of districts that had more or less kind of exposure to charter schools, that on average, there's not much difference in their outcomes that we can tie to the charter schools. So it doesn't, the bottom line is the, there doesn't seem to be a big relationship between uh, competition from charter schools and expansion of charter schools and how well kids do who stay in the traditional public schools. So how did you find this out? What was your technique for looking at this in an objective way? Sure. So, and I should certainly say there's been a lot of research on this topic over a long period of time. I've done some of this work and there's been some other studies as well, looking at trying to answer the causal question of as charter sectors get bigger, what happens to kids in public schools? In this paper, I'm taking a step back um, and we're using the CETA data um, that allows us to- Oh, CETA, tell me who CETA is. Sure, CETA is the, the Stanford uh, Education Data Archive, I believe is, is, is what the, the acronym is. And, and, and what it is, is the, a collection of test scores uh, over a period of time. So we go from 2009 to 2016. Um, and one of the valuable things about this is um, it allows us to compare over time how well kids in public schools are doing across the country on the same measure or on the same kind of scale, even though they're taking different. Yeah, tests. but every state has their own tests. So how are you able to put all these different districts throughout the country on the same scale when every state has its own tests? So the way that, so I, I didn't create the data set, but the, the short version of how um, the authors of the data set created it is they essentially use, as I believe you have in prior work, use, use NAEP as a way to kind of, uh, you know, tether the state scores to, to something concrete. And then they make a series of, you know, statistical adjustments in order to look at, um, you know, gains within, uh, within the schools and within the, within the districts over time, tying their, their state test, which is, you know, different across the states, to, to the NAEP, which is, um, you know, which is, you know, consistent across, uh, across all the states given by the federal government. That's true. The National Assessment of Education Progress does give a test that's the same in every state. And you can relate the state scores to the NAEP scores or put everything on. But that NAEP test is only for fourth and eighth graders. And the CETA data is for all elementary, third, three through eight. 
So that requires a further assumption there, doesn't it, that every grade is alike? It does require uh, several additional assumptions. So I'll, the I, I've gone through the technical documentation of those of those works, but but you know didn't you know uh, you know I can't you know defend all the different pieces. Um, I mean Andrew Ho and and Sean Reardon have put together the data set, um, and the they use the NAEP as the tether and make a series of other statistical adjustments in order to make those kind of across grade differences. Um, all the specifics of, of those comparisons, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite as, uh, you know, ready to defend. So as long as we're willing to accept their data as valid, we can march forward is what you're saying. And uh, this is the best data or one of the best data sets we have out there. So it's better than nothing. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, I mean, I think, and I think that they do a, a convincing job of walking through it. I just, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not as, I, I'm not as ingrained in the psychometrics behind, you know, what the, the, the comparison um, to, to, you know, to, to walk you through all the way. So now one of the things you do is you look at school districts that had at least 10,000 students enrolled, but that's, that's only half the students in the country. So why did you make that your cutoff point? We needed to cut off in part because so what we're doing is we're following how well the, the gains that um, districts are making between 2009 and 2016. Smaller districts, the problem is, is that kind of very small changes can lead to very large changes in, in their, their test scores. They just, they just introduce a lot of additional noise into the analysis. Um, so the using 10,000 as a cutoff, um, we, we use, uh, that's a similar definition that's used by um, another report about charter schools um, that I'm sorry, it's cited in the paper um, that, that the, a, another organization has used to kind of, you know, identify places where um, the, with large enough populations where um, the charter movement is kind of meaningful and evil, easy enough to measure. Um, so we couldn't use a lot of very small districts but it, because it just adds too much noise and doesn't allow us to see you know, any of the relationships that we're looking for. So basically you're saying that if you have a 10,000 students, you're gonna have at least uh, a few hundred charter school students when, when, you have, when you have a charter school. And you get into smaller ones, you might just have one charter school or something like that. Yeah, you might have one charter school. You might also just have like, you know, if, if you, I mean, where I am right now, you, you might be in a very, very small district, right? Where a couple more kids get a, accidentally get uh, a couple more questions right that can really move your scores in a way um, by focusing on you know 10,000 students I mean it's still half of students these aren't giant you know enormous this, it's not just like New York City right um, it's, it's a large number of districts here that can allow us to see you know the, these relationships clearer um, and included in there are places that have a lot of charter that had exposure to a lot of charter schools and places that had exposure to, to no charter schools um, and we can look at, you know, look for the patterns using the data from these. So, so you, so you look at these larger districts, 10,000 and more, and you look at the change from 2009 to 2016. So why did you pick these particular years? Uh, that's driven by the data set. So that's, that's what the, the data set is designed to measure is the, is the gains that, that students are making over that period of time. Um, so the, the simple question, the simple answer is that's what the data set does. I mean, the reason that's useful for our purpose is it, it's, it allows us to look over a long enough time period, I think, to address the question that I'm really interested in here, which is, it's ultimately a descriptive question, right? So we, we, we have a lot of papers looking at the causal effect of kind of a little bit more charter exposure on what happens to next year's test scores um, on students. 
here I'm, I'm really taking a step back and I'm saying, well, look, if it's the case um, that the charter school critics are right, that having that competing with large charter sectors is just detrimental to traditional public school systems, this many decades into charter schools by now, we should see evidence of it, right? We should see that the places, so, so we look from 2009 to 2016, so seven years, right? Um, places that seven years ago had a lot of, were competing with a lot of charter schools and still have a lot of charter schools, they should on average be doing pretty poorly by now um, if, if the critics are right. So that looking from 2009 to 2016, that, that seven year period, it's a conveniently gives us a long enough time, time span to look at places that had more and less charter exposure in 2009 and how well they did over a longer period of time relative to you know, just other districts that had similar amounts of charter exposure and, and districts that had much, much less. So, and you find there's not much difference? We find on average there's not much difference, um, which again, when you tie it to the causal studies, what we find is actually pretty similar, right? That, that on average, and there's, a, there's some nuance here, but with a broad brush, I think we've seen that uh, increase of school choice and it, from charter schools and, and, from, and from other forms of school choice tends to have either no effect on the quality of traditional public schools or a small positive effect. Um, and that's really what our estimates are, are seeing here too, is that if we look at places in 2009 that had either a lot of charter school exposed, like a lot of charter schools nearby in their district or very few, um, you can find examples of, of, of schools that have had, uh, the districts that have a lot of charter schools that made a lot of big gains and also examples of, of places that had a large, lot of charter schools and did really poorly. Um, and on average, when you, and those, when you look at them and take the step back, on average, the relationship is not really there. Um, it, it looks like that overall competing with a large charter sector just hasn't had a big impact on, on the quality of the local public schools. And you include districts that have no charter schools in your analysis, right? Some of your districts have zero? Yes, yes, they do. If we remove them, the results stay the same, but, uh, but, but the main analysis, yeah. Uh, so how about the uh, expansion of charters since 2009? Now, some people would say, yes, okay, fine, 2009, but since then there's been this expansion of charters and it's this growing charter sector that's really threatening. So yeah, so, say about yeah, that. And in this paper, so I think we can point to, to, to earlier work about, about that question. In, in this paper, we're really not looking at that. So we have run models that looked at, um, you know, the places that had more or less charter sector growth during that time period um, and, 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 and the growth that they had in the test score outcomes. The problem with that is it's, it's difficult to really interpret the, it's, it's more difficult to interpret those results, I, I think, right? Because there's lots of reasons that, that, that districts might have more or less charter, you know, charter growth during, during that period. We're here where the, the idea, and, and it is the case that some of the districts that have more or less, uh, you know, improvements over time, um, during that, you know, period between 2009 and 2016, they, they might have had more or less, you know, increases um, within the, with the charter schools over time within them. Here, we're, the idea is to take the step back and say, given the charter sector as we have it at a certain point in time, if we look forward, how well are those districts doing? Um, and whatever happens in those next seven years, it could be more charter schools, it could be more accountability, it could be any number of things. 
we're, we're stepping away from and seeing if systematically there's a relationship between having a lot of charter exposure right now and how well my schools are doing later on, um, we should be seeing evidence of that here in the data. Well, maybe the districts that had a lot of charter schools were just working overtime to try to offset the harmful effects. So maybe the charter schools had harmful effects, but you don't see it because of the hard work that the district officials are, are putting in to offset this uh, undermining. Yeah, I, I think it's that's possible, right? If like if but if but from a policy perspective, if that's what happens, right? If if if, if what happens is as charter se sector you know grows, which to be clear, we can't you know look inside the black box this way. But but let's 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 say that's the case that as the charter sector grows, the public school actually is harmed. Well, though, and what we've seen is that well, then the public schools just got better. Right, or we're working harder, and given the resources that they have, we're we're making improvements so that the the kids that stayed in the public schools were doing at least as well as they would have otherwise. I, I don't see that as a bad policy result either, right? So we're we're pretty agnostic about what the mechanisms are here, right? We're, I'm not making a causal claim about as you introduce a new charter school, what does that do to to the local public school? We're more just looking at if you have a big charter sector. Um, is it the case that, that the, the performance within the public schools starts to decline in a meaningful way that we can see? And we just, we simply, when you, that's an, that's a, it's an easy story to tell, and it's, it's sometimes a compelling story to tell, but when you actually look at the data and the experiences of these school districts over a long period of time, it, it just doesn't hold water. Or at the very least, I think what it does is it puts the burden back on the side that would say that expanding charter schools harms public school districts. Well, well, how about minority students? Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I didn't quote one thing from Elizabeth Warren, but one of the points she said is that the minority students are particularly harmed. So how about African-American students, Hispanic students? How, how, what's the impact on these students of the expansion of the charter sector? Yeah, that's interesting. So that's not something that we've looked at directly in this paper. In other work, we haven't seen that either, right? So we haven't seen, um, you know, big negative effects really for anyone. Um, but definitely not for for the populations of students that that are um, you know directly impacted by charter competition. Um, now, in some ways, those students are also the ones that are um, that are moving into charter schools, and when those charter sectors are are effective, those kids are better off when they attend as well. Um, in 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 this in this current study, we're not really looking at that. Um, in prior work, I, I think it's fair to say we haven't seen evidence that those students are harmed by expansive charter sectors either. Well, some of the critics might react to your study and say, well, look at this is not what we meant by harming the public schools. What we mean is they're taking money away from the public schools. And in the short run, they may be able to survive, but in the long run, this is only going to hurt the public schools and their students. So you just haven't looked long enough and you didn't really look at the right question. You didn't look at how, how the money is being taken away from the public schools. Well, I mean, on your second point, I don't. I think that'd be a tough. That, that would be, it would be tough to say that that is the right question, right? The 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 right question can't be what happens to the resources, right? The if I can certainly tell a story, or I can understand a story that as charters expand, public schools lose resources, and that harms student outcomes. But still, I think I, I hopefully everyone agrees that, and I know you do, but hopefully, hopefully everyone agrees that what we really care about isn't just the the money in the systems; it's the output that's coming out, how well the kids are doing at the end. Um, and and look, I'll say, I mean, as far as the long term, short term, I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at as best as I can in this paper. 
Um, if I could look even further, I would. But I mean, seven years in a period where we already had school systems that had, you know, 20 percent or, you know, a lot of several districts had more than 10 percent of kids in charter sector. Looking at them seven years later um, and comparing the, and comparing districts like that to places that had much, much less exposure. Um, you know, that's not the long, long term, but if the resource impact that charter schools have um, on public schools uh, is real and is harming student outcomes, I still think we should have seen that within seven years. Well, one of the questions that you look at is the effect of the charter presence on all the students in the district, whether in charter schools or district, does that include the private schools as well? The, it, when you look at all the students, you include the private school students? No, good question. No, it's, it's, it's um, by, all, by all schools, uh, we mean traditional public schools plus the charter schools. Well, but when you do that analysis, I noticed that the effects were somewhat smaller. The charter schools had smaller positive effects on all students than it did on just the district school students. And I found that sort of peculiar. Uh, because that sounds like the charter schools themselves aren't doing so well. Yeah, well, first remember it's, it's the national stat, right? Look at it, um, and it's it's the descriptive result of the national result. Now, I mean, I'm looking at the estimates here. Um, when it does go down, it goes down by a very small amount, right? Like these are these are already pretty small impacts. It goes by it goes down a smaller impact. My guess is, I mean, I don't see the standard errors in the version here that. The, that there's an insignificant uh, difference between them. I mean, that said, that does, I mean, I, I think your intuition there is, is right that what we don't see is when I include the charter schools here, I don't see, you know, large increases overall um, in, in the overall student performance when I include the charter schools there. And I, I think that's actually, I mean, I think that's to say that that's, that's fairly consistent with what we've seen from the kind of national charter school, uh, you know, results. I mean, I think that, a fair read of the charter school evidence is that charter schools can be really, really effective, um, and in especially in, in urban settings, taken as a whole across the country, the good ones and the bad ones have kind of washed out, um, and and have you know relatively kind of zero impact on average. But in there, where we have some places where they're doing really, really, really well, and other places where they're not really making a difference, or in a couple places where they're, where they're having harms. So when you put them all together, you get to an overall kind of, you know, my, modest or zero impact. Um, what we need to do is find out ways to expand those really effective sectors, uh, you know, charter systems, um, and 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 teach the other charter systems to be as effective as effective. So now it's the toughest question. If these results are correct and charter schools really do not have any adverse effects on the district schools, why is there so much opposition to the growth of charters? Because in the last couple of years, we've seen an escalation and in intensity of the opposition to charters that quite frankly has surprised me. And uh, and I'm keep hunting through the data. So what has caused this? And and do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I I, I do and I don't. Right? I mean, like it's. I, I mean, I certainly agree. And I've been surprised about what the the extent of the backlash um, in in some of these places. And um, and I think that it's hard to say that that backlash is coming from anything that we're seeing in the data. Um, I mean, whether my paper, like this paper, which is very descriptive, but I think, you know, gets at an important point, 
Um, but the other kind of causal evidence that we've seen, so uh, you and I discussed my recent paper in Newark, where we find you know, benefits from, from attending charter schools there. We've seen positive results in Boston. We've seen positive results in other places. We've seen other, other papers kind of address, every time we've addressed underlying concerns about things like the impact that charter schools, you know, I've done work on um, charter schools serving students with disabilities and English language learners and, and, and showing that um, some of the concerns that have been raised in, in those areas are, you know, at least misunderstood. I don't think that there is a lot, there's a convincing body of work that would suggest that we should be really skeptical of charter schools overall. Um, so I, the, the backlash that's been coming, I don't think has been coming from the evidence. I think that, you know, some of it is that the, the, the forces, the political forces that have been pushing against charter schools from the beginning have, have kind of gained power over time. Um, you know, I think that you, there are a lot of true anecdotes that people point to about, you know, charter school, ineffective charter schools or sometimes charter schools, you know, behaving, in, you know, inappropriately. I think, honestly, you could find some, something similar out of the public sector, um, but, but those stories have, have, I mean, perhaps kind of changed the way people think about them. Um, I don't have a good story for, for how we got from, from where we were, with, which was kind of really bipartisan support for charter school systems. I mean, thinking of where we were kind of the, the beginning of the Obama administration to where the Democratic Party has come now um, to the charter sector, I can't draw the line that gets all the way there. Um, I just don't see how that line can come from the evidence itself. Well, listen, thank you very much, uh, Marcus, for joining me on the Education Exchange. This is a fascinating study released by the Manhattan Institute on the effect of charters on the operations and the achievement of students at uh, district schools. Thank you for joining me. Great. Thanks, Paul. I am Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. We release a new podcast uh, Monday at noon on Education Next. Thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange.